Hello, I'm Linda from Scallywag Astrology. And I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And this is Astro Babble, where we babble about astrology. And this time we're talking about the full moon in Virgo on the 18th of March, 2022. And that will be at 27 degrees Virgo 40. Great, that sounds great. It's that at that time, the moon's going to be in the 14th mansion. Mm-hmm. And um, it is good for, and, and, and the mansions are what we use for electional astrology, but if you're going to use it for anyways, um, for what the day is going to be, it's going to be good for marriage. It would be mm-hmm. good for um, water travel. It's good for associations. Any associations that you um, start up on, on that day would be good. It is not good for um, depositing uh, valuables with other people. Mm. And it's not good for travel, but it's good for water travel. Oh, okay. So only water travel. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. That's just a little bit of, you know, what I would look at if I were doing an electional chart. If somebody were doing one of those objects, I would say, yes, it's, you know, favorable to do that or not. Really interesting, yeah. The uh, moon mansions certainly bring a lot of uh, extra information, don't they? They do. They do. Well, the moon is the closest planet to the Earth, so it is the one planet that affects us the most. Oh, totally, totally. Well, we've got the chart for the full moon here. Uh, I'm just going to grab something here. So I can show people things. So you've got the moon here at 27 degrees uh, Virgo, 40 minutes. And you've got the sun opposite at uh, 27 degrees Pisces, 40 minutes. Because a full moon is um, when the sun and the moon are opposite each other. And full moons are usually about a time of completion or a time of harvest. Yeah, it's time to start wrapping things up, Mm -hmm. um, collecting the things that you've worked on to grow. So now we're trying to decrease. Yes, yes. Or it's favorable to decrease. As at the full moon, when you plant the seeds and then the moon is dark and it slowly grows over the 14 days till it gets to its brightest peak which is the full moon and then it starts decreasing in light so yeah very interesting yeah so our cycles kind of always go with that 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 ebb and flow of of a Mm. moon and how it goes and if you are a virgo sun moon or rising sign most particularly a rising sign uh donna and i and i think most astrologers like to use the ascendant or rising sign when talking about your horoscope or if we give a horoscope reading. But uh, if you don't know your uh, ascendant or rising sign, there's places online like astro.com you can go to and uh, find out that information quite easily. Or you can contact me or Donna and we can uh, get you that information. We just need your time, date and place of birth. And that time is very important because the uh, degree of the ascendant changes about every four minutes, I believe. Yes. Very quickly moving. 
So if you are a Virgo, sun, moon or rising sign, this is happening in your first house. So you might be wrapping up things to do with your health and vitality or your appearance or how others uh, see you. So this could be, you know, you've been working on your health and vitality. Maybe, you know, you've reached a goal weight or, you know, you've got a new look or something similar. Right. Yep. And then if you are a Leo, it will, this full moon is going to happen in your second house and you're going to be finishing up, um, hopefully taxes. If you're in the United States, uh, <laughs> would be a good time to be finishing up that, but that is one of the things it's the, it's, it's going to happen in your financial house. So anything that you are trying to work on, um, this is going to give the, that, that energy to finish up. Mm-hmm. if that's in your second house mm-hmm. yeah and if you're a cancer sun moon or rising this will be happening in your third house so this could relate to your siblings because the third house is siblings but it could also be things happening in your general local neighborhood uh, it's also communications thinking could be things like um, short distance travel short courses So you might be wrapping up a short course or, you know, maybe some building um, construction, that sort of thing has been going on in your neighbourhood and it wraps up at this time. Um, You know, maybe something that your siblings involved with is coming to some sort of height or completion or harvest at this time. Okay. Um, And if you are a Gemini rising, uh, this is going to happen in your fourth house. And that is going to be finishing up things that you're doing around your house, whether it's cleaning out a closet, um, as it's close to spring around here, uh, you could um, be finishing up any kind of a project that would have to do with your house. You might want to be working on things that have something to do with your parents, um, because the fourth house has a lot to do with where you come from. So it's your parents or your lineage and and that kind of thing. So all those kinds of things, if if it's not you and your home, it could be your parents' home that you're finishing up some details that you might have. With the Virgo, you are, everything is, you're you're looking at the details. So it's all through the lens of of a Virgo. So if you think of Mm -hmm. the, the things about a Virgo, they're very, they're, they're very meticulous. They're very detailed oriented. So um, that like, you know, the finances and the community, you're going to be looking in, in your house, you're going to be looking at those with more of a detailed eye, mm-hmm. which is, which is nice. I mean, if you don't get the details, a lot of things can get missed. So we they appreciate our can. Virgos for that. <laughs> yes, yes. And if you are a Taurus, sun, moon, or rising, this will be happening in your fifth house, which is a rather fun house. This may have something to do with your children, or it could relate to a hobby or a creative project. Uh, It could be something to do with a romance, or it could be something just fun, socializing, gambling. Yeah, maybe anyway. that 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 trip of, <laughs> maybe that 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 vacation that you're wanting to take is you know mm-hmm. you're finishing mm-hmm. yeah, all those it could yeah. No, all the, the fifth house is just fun. a really really fun house yeah so it should be a very fun time for um uh tauruses yes 
right? And then if you're in Aries, uh, this new moon's going to be hitting in your sixth house. And um, as it's a, a full moon, the, the, the light's dimming. So um, this would be a good time to like start a weight loss because you're, you're, you're trying to reduce, you know, the, the light is reducing. So um, for, for health like that, you can, let's see, what else would you want to reduce um, in a sixth house? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it is the house of health and like you were talking about reducing it and things like, you know, maybe it'd be a good time for starting chemotherapy. But I mean, when we talk about starting things, I, I think of new moon, but maybe completing something like chemotherapy or something, maybe that would be quite advantageous. Um, kind of medical astrology, I'm kind of, you know, not really conversant with that, but um, but maybe just it, it's daily routines. So wrapping up daily routines and yeah, it's and pets as well. So Yep. Um, mm. Yeah, with the sixth house, we're looking through it with that Virgo, that Virgo eye, you're going to look at the details of what's working for you and what's not, especially with the um, Venus and Mars are doing that. They're doing, doing that power struggle. So this might, yeah. this might give you that critical eye that you need. Mm, mm, interesting. And if you're a Pisces, sun, moon, or rising, this is going to be happening in your seventh house. So this is relationships. So when we talk about the full moon, we spoke about endings or completion. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, oh, my, you know, it's my relationship. It's going to end. It doesn't mean that. I mean, if you have a, you need to have an ending before you can have a new beginning in some way. So this could be, you know, you're going from, you know, dating to something a bit more serious maybe you're getting engaged or moving in or um, becoming exclusive or some sort of shift some sort of completion of that um, relationship and when we talk about the seventh house we often think of partners like um, our significant other but it's also really close friends and it's business partners and uh, also open enemies so I mean it could be a battle royal with your nemesis but um, hopefully not it could be meeting the parents which is uh, indeed yes it could starting, be actually starting I could see the very Virgo-y life really wouldn't it yeah it making it official yes 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 they are um they do like to cross their t's and dot their i's Mm -hmm, I, my mm -hmm. sister's a Virgo, so I, I love her, but, <laughs> and I, and I appreciate the energy. <laughs> it's uh, just very Virgo. It's, I'm not, I'm more of a cool laid back kind of a person. Anyway, um, if, uh, if Aquarius is your rising sign, um, this full moon's going to be hitting you in your eighth house. And that is um, going to be uh, other people's money. Um, that is also about starting new things and, and finishing up the old stuff and then getting into that new kind of energy for the eighth house. Um, it has a lot to do with, with, with energy, but it has a lot to do with transformation. It has a lot to do with that stopping and starting and what do you need and what's working? So that might be uh, what you're facing. 
for the eighth house. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking like this could be a time when inheritances are kind of uh, finalised or financial deals, loans, all that sort of thing. And and you mentioned earlier too, it's um, coming up to tax time over there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> And if you are a Capricorn, sun, moon, or ascendant, this is happening in your ninth house. So the ninth house is higher education. So you might be finishing up um, some type of long-term study. Uh, it also has to do with long distance travel and foreigners, um, beliefs, religion, other cultures, uh, the law and publishing. So it's a lot of different topics. Um, any one of those things could be coming to some sort of um, completion or culmination at this time. Right, like trials? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it could be a court case coming to Getting an end. to that peak, that um, mm. the moon, that blue line on this particular diagram, that blue line is a trine and it's trining right to Pluto, which is which is definitely about that, getting rid of what's not working and what is working. So that is another feature that this moon is is highlighting mm. yeah that's something we didn't kind of speak about isn't it it's um and of course we've got the sun here i mean we're talking about the full moon so we're concentrating on the moon but the sun here is with uh, neptune which is kind of clouding things a little bit which i don't think our virgo new uh full moon is going to be awfully happy about having that uh fogginess around but um we've got jupiter there which does give some kind of lightens things quite a bit and then we've got mercury there in pisces where it's in detriment so yeah that's going to be an interesting dynamic because Maybe like you said details a little mm, bit bigger yeah a little jupiter. bit more fuzzier and <laughs> you can see them <laughs> yeah yeah so that might be a little bit challenging for um some people kind of you got that opposition between wanting to nail down and being precise and like you said detail orientated and then we've got the sun opposite and it's kind of hanging out with loosey-goosey um neptune and, and then you've got mercury in pisces who's just having a beautiful dream so yeah that might be a little bit challenging um but the sun is sextiling that pluto which is intense and uh, depth and and the moon is trining it so you know i don't think it's going to be horrible or anything it's just there might be a little bit of um just some people might find that a, a little bit frustrating perhaps yeah or overwhelming or not mm. used to it i i don't think uh i don't think virgo really likes neptune they, they no. they'd rather have the facts they'd rather be seen clearly and i so this is this could be a little bit rougher for those people who need to have those facts it, it yeah yeah it, yeah <laughs> so yeah because that, that, that's a lot of pisces energy there <laughs> that is with the sun and that neptune mm -hmm. and and mercury and jupiter is just making yeah. all that bigger so yeah, moving on to uh, Sagittarius. <laughs> if Sagittarius is your rising sign, um, this is going to hit you in your 10th house. And that's going to be your house of um, what you're known for or your employment, your work. Uh, things will be coming to a culmination. 
um, because of the full moon. Uh, if you have any projects at work or you know things that you want to wrap up, this would be a this is the good energy to use that to get that going. Yeah, most definitely. And if you're a Scorpio, sun, moon or rising, this is happening in your 11th house, which is another really nice house. This is groups, friends and organisations. It's also your hopes and dreams. So you might be coming to some sort of completion or culmination with regard to uh, activities with groups um, or friends. It could also be, you know, you kind of achieving something that you've been working on, something you've really wanted, you know, those hopes and dreams. Yeah. Um, and you're going to get to those, the, the point of those with that scorpion energy, it's going to, mm. it's going to seek out that, the, the details. It'll help mm. the Virgo seek out the details yes. by thinking. Yeah, I, I could see those two working rather well together. So, hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a Scorpio and my sister's a Virgo, so that's how we work. <laughs> um, moving on to Libra, if you are um, a Libra rising, um, this full moon's going to happen in your 12th house. And that's going to be energy where you're going to be um, ending things. Uh, because it's the 12th house, but with the Virgo, it's going to want to make sure that it's fair. So that is, that is the helpful, um, the helpful aspect with, with, uh, with being a Libra rising. Mm, yeah. The, the, the one thing about that is if you can see, as I'm, as I'm looking here, um, Venus, who's, who runs Virgo or who runs Libra, uh, she's sitting right in between Mars, which is a uh, malefic and Saturn, which is a malefic. And that, yeah, that kind of constrains, besieged. yeah, that can kind of constrain, mm. uh, you know, Venus. So she's really not all that happy. No. Um, I, I can't wait till she gets into Pisces. Yeah, yeah, that that'll be that'll be nice when she can get past all those. Yeah, but but like like you pointed out, she's um she's besieged there. She's surrounded by both sides by both malefics. That's the that's a hard place to be. Right. It's it's like basically leaving somebody. It's like your your mom's yelling at you, and you walk out the <laughs> door, and your boyfriend's mad at you. It's like you've got no no nowhere to rest. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's not fun at all. Playing that is, it's like, or, or out from, or into the, out, out from the fire and into the pan. It's, it's, yeah, yep. it's, there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no way to make that nice with, with uh, Venus. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not an awfully fun position for her. It won't be long. How long? Pardon? It won't be long. She'll be able to get. Uh, she'll once she goes past Saturn. She'll be free of yeah, all she'll this, be fine. Um, this bad energy. Mm. So it's not that long. What, March or no. April? I'm not sure exactly when she uh, moves into Pisces, but it's got to be soon. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to that time. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else to add on to Libra and the 12th house? Or can it, should I move on to the stone? 
No, I think we'll move on to the stone. I mean, 12th house, like you said, it's wrapping things up. It's also rest and seclusion that can be addictions and that sort of thing. So you might be wrapping up issues too that relate to that, but, but generally endings and rest and retreat, you know? Yeah. Or jail or hospital because places of confinement, so. Yeah, yeah, places of confinement. And mm. it can be self-imposed confinement as well. Mm, mm, yeah, you know, that retreat or, you know, um, seclusion. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be a time when you're kind of coming out of kind of a self-imposed seclusion. Yeah, yeah. So before we move on to the planetary energy, um, because it's so close to um, St. Patrick's Day, I have brought, mm -hmm. this is this is a rough, emerald. it's not a rough, it's a tumbled stone. Um, it's not the gem quality emerald, but this is what an emerald looks like out of the ground. Very pretty, actually. Let me just um, quickly get out of here for the moment. Stop share so we can see it fully. There it is. All very pretty. I do like emeralds. Yeah. I I like emeralds too. Um, you know, am Irish, so <laughs> I do like the emeralds. Um, the one thing that uh I have read and I wish I could find out where I read it from, and I don't remember because I, I read a lot about uh stones and stuff. <laughs> but um for a for a very long time, jewelers keep emeralds on their on their desks. If you gaze into an emerald, it helps with your eyes, your eyesight. Oh, it's, it's said interesting. To, it's said to help with your eyesight. Um, ah, and that would be super important to a jeweler, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because maybe it's the depth. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why or how it helps. But, but when I do a layout, I'll put these on the eyes. Oh, for, okay. Nice. For that energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So nice um, yeah it's uh it's a barrel kind of formation of of a crystal um mm -hmm. it's been used since 1300 bc they found they've oh, dug wow. up uh people who have you know from that long ago and have found formed emeralds um it's mined in colombia brazil russia and africa it's associated with venus um, so uh -huh. yes, emeralds yep. and try to boost up Venus a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it did have, uh, um, some history with, uh, the emerald, an emerald tablet, which, um, it was What's inscribed that? with, it was inscribed with information on how to do transformation and enlightenment. Oh, wow. It, it's called the emerald tablet and it's, it's a, it's an old ancient artifact and it's, um, it's supposed to have the, this information that that helps with transformation and enlightenment. Uh, it gives it, it it the emerald is supposed to help with um, unconditional love, compassion, mm -hmm. and it brings you closer to divine love, which is you know speaking to your source. Um, mm -hmm. The energy that it gives you is courage with an open heart, which nice. is you know, which is nice. Um, it's also an abundant stone. That's why I, I brought it because, you know, it's <laughs> spring almost, or I'm hoping. And it has a most. And, and Venus needs the help at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, Venus needs the help. 
and it has a Mohs hardness of 7.5 to 8, so it's, it makes it a nice durable stone mm -hmm. um, to use as jewelry. Yeah, I um, my engagement ring was uh, emerald and diamond. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, nice. yeah. Very mm. nice. I, I didn't know about it being associated with Venus, but it makes sense. Like you know, green for Venus and that. So yeah. Now you know why. Mm, <laughs> so very <that> interesting. <laughs> you can also um, I will have us. Uh, other information i did a I, I finally did my um blog on stones the green stones Ooh. there are mm -hmm. there's there's an irish song called 40 shades of green which i oh, kind okay. of ripped the uh the title or i borrowed the title from that as 40 shades of green stones um mm -hmm. and i there's it's a picture of 40 green stones and i'll be listing what oh, all wow. they are as we go through them but so I'm not doing green stones, stones from now on. So I'll do other stones, but for, that's part of that argument. I'm sorry, say that again. So there's 40 different kind of green colored stones. More than that. Wow. More than that. Oh yeah. yeah. There's 4,000 <laughs> known crystals. Oh wow. Green is just one of the colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I started an article. I started a, a blog. It has mm -hmm. a picture of all those. Um, you want to go there and see if you can figure out what the uh, what the stones are before I can get to them. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, and I wonder if you're kind of like intuitively drawn to the shade of green that a crystal might be helpful to you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, well, I, well, I do um, as a crystal. Um, energy mm -hmm. worker i mm -hmm. i, I want to say healer but you, you, i really can't because it's it's not like taking aspirin and your headache goes away it's it, it takes mm -hmm. a, like a lot longer it takes energy it takes intuition it takes a it takes a little bit of doing so you really can't say you know take this and you know it'll heal you it crystals don't work that way it take it took a while for your chakras to get unbalanced it's going to take a mm -hmm. while for your chakras to come back into balance so mm -hmm. they don't really work like that but yeah i um when I'm when I'm when I'm reaching for my my into the green stones, my hand will literally go to the green stone that it needs for whoever I'm doing a layout for. That's that's um, Prionite is the reason is one of the stones that helps me understand those energies. So that's why I use a Prionite bracelet. Ah, interesting. I was just thinking too because the green chakra is the heart too so yes. there you've got that venus heart yes that's it's sort pink of and green. Uh, correlation your heart chakra is pink and green oh is it oh i didn't know that rose quartz oh. and, and green yeah oh interesting or i mean there's a there's i mean there's a lot of other things you can do but yeah interesting so yeah okay um so will you have an article about emerald or you're going to have the one about it's the same one and it's going to be in mm -hmm. the same spot um mm -hmm. i'll link it to or i'll send a link to the astro yeah I'll, I'll put it in the description so yeah and you'll be mm -hmm. able to get right there it's on my website fantastic excellent oh that'll be great and shall we have a look at the rest of the aspects up until the it must be the new moon in aries 
on it's April 1st. So yeah. Yeah. We have, we have a couple of planets that are moving in between that and causing aspects or creating aspects. <laughs> um, we can start off with on the 18th, the sun is sextiling Pluto. I think that was, um, let's yeah. have a look. Sun six. Yes. We mentioned that. Yeah. Um, oh, let me get my little pen here so I can draw. So we have the sun sextiling Pluto. Right. So within an orb. And, and that's, a, that's a nice, helpful energy. It kind of makes you feel a little bit more empowered and, you know, insightful because Pluto is about depth and honesty and, and the uh, sextiles are helpful aspects. So that's quite nice. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, the uh, next aspect is going to be Venus squaring Uranus. And that is, that is on a, the next day. Yeah, that's on the 19th. Yeah, a square oh, aspect yeah. is, it, it's, it's tension. So yeah. um, as, I, as we said earlier, uh, Venus already isn't feeling wonderful with that besiegement that she's under. And she's got that square with Uranus. Oh my, poor Venus. That's not much fun at all, is it? Uranus is, yeah, Uranus is, has, a destabilizing quality about it. So being in land, mm. uh, an earth sign and Venus, there could be a little bit of destabilization, especially yeah. with where it's at in groups and besieged. Yeah. Yeah. In Aquarius. I mean, Venus is in the superior position. She's earlier in that zodiacal order. So she does have a little bit of, it does give us some advantage, but like you said, she's between mars and saturn and then she's got you know uranus kind of giving a drama to or grief so yeah it's not much fun for her so relationships not just romantic but just relationships in general with other people might be kind of a little bit shaken and maybe unusual things happen which make people edgy and jumpy and people don't like change and yeah, it's it's just unfortunate, really, isn't it? Well, we all have to go through, you know, all the planets have to go through these aspects, and we've mm. all gone through them before. Um, so it's it's, but it it is a little bit more challenging. Yeah. And then the next day on the twentieth. We have the Aries ingress, which it looks like, what time is that going to be? Probably just around about midday in uh, Detroit uh, on the 20th. About 11.33. Oh, okay. There you go. A.M. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the Aries ingress. This is the um, official, uh, it's synced to the spring equinox in the northern hemisphere and the uh, autumn one down here so you have equal amounts of light on this day which is uh you know and from this day forward you're going to have more light in your day in the northern hemisphere so uh light is starting to overcome dark and it's the start of uh, your zodiac um wheel again so yeah interesting 
Um, we're going to do a, a podcast very soon looking at the Aries ingress for some uh, charts for countries and um, what we think might happen to them over the next year or so, depending on their Aries ingress charts. So, hmm. That will be fun. I can hardly wait. That is, I am so interested in, you know, the the country's outlook, the, the country's outlook for, for, you know, this Aries ingress. It's, it should be fun. The other thing that's occurring on this day, March 20th, in is the is it's called International Astrologers Day. I don't know if you guys oh, celebrate yeah. that in uh, Australia or not, but mm, it's mm, considered one nice. of the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> an astrologer. <laughs> we'll have a little party. <laughs> <laughs> Go look out at the stars. Mm, mm. And then the next day we've got um, Mercury and Jupiter uh, conjoining. So, Big news. Yes, that'll be interesting. Um, expansive thinking. Um, let me try and get it. There we go. When Mercury and Jupiter get together, Mercury or Jupiter Ooh. is that... Um, that energy of, of expanse or, 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 or making something larger than yes, than what you would expect. Now, in other words, mm. if somebody said, here's a slice of chocolate cake, they're going to give you the whole cake. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's bigger yeah. than what you expect. So, um, mm. and then when planets are right on top of each other, that's a conjunct and that's what they're doing. So Mercury uh, in charge of commerce and communication and sales and, you know, that kind of thing. Getting right on top of Jupiter should be um, big. Mm. More than what and we were expecting. Yeah. And when, when planets are conjunct or right next to each other, there's kind of like a blending of their energies. So you've got Mercury, which Donna was talking about being um, commerce and trade and all that sort of stuff. It's also thinking and communications. And then you've got that Jupiter, which is expansive because Jupiter is one of the benefics, which means kind of like brings good things. So um, like Donna was talking about the chocolate uh, cake, you know, if somebody were to give me a whole chocolate cake as opposed to a slice, I mean, that's like, ew, nice, you know. <laughs> so um, as long as you don't go overboard, because like all planets, you know, you can go to extremes. But um, yeah, this is a good time for expansive thinking um, and communications. Might be a time where we kind of, there might be some tall tales because that Mercury in Pisces is, you know, it's not the most analytical. Uh, we're talking about Virgo because we've been talking about the Virgo full moon. Virgo is very precise and analytical. Uh, Pisces is the opposite sign. So, yeah. <laughs> more dreamier. The more dreamier um, energy. Yeah. It, it's And it's a little bit more... Yeah, they're not lineal. It's not like A, B, C. It might be A, G, H, P, Q, you know. Yeah. So 
and so close mm. to Neptune that that could go overboard on those things that you have crutches with. So be careful with yeah. that. Yeah. Or if you want to, I'm telling you what you should do. But if you don't want to indulge or go overboard on anything, be careful with that Neptune so close to Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next have... energy is going to would be on the 22nd. That's Mars is going to be squaring Uranus. And Mars energy is known for uh, separation or heat. So um, with that just destabilizing square uh, tension there, something's, something seems like it's going to give or, you know. Mm. Yeah, that, that tension between... Um... Mars and Uranus and they're both kind of a bit impatient and uh, yeah Uranus is unstable Mars can be rather unstable um, yeah it's can be nerves could be very very strained on that day um, I think I've heard people talk about explosions in general um this could be um not necessarily communications and that but just yeah people are probably going to be a little bit more aggressive and kind of maybe looking to be offended more at this time than they may usually be um you might kind of joke with somebody usually and it's not a problem and you try it on this day and it's just like, you know, you get a filthy look or a slap or mm. a side eye. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely time to, um, to, to be a little bit more careful with your, with your speech, especially with Venus, because that other person isn't, doesn't have a really good feeling Venus. So that, that normally, oh, that's okay. You know, you know, I'll wash over that is not going to be there because she's not happy. No, no. And, and she's already dealing with enough. She's had right. enough of your bullshit. <laughs> she she's like, yeah, I'm not, not putting up with anything. And you know, yeah, so it might be a little hard. So it'll be easier if everybody just, you know, mm. takes a, a, a little bit of space between their anger and Mm. their mouth <laughs> letting it out yeah 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 and the moon's going to be in scorpio at that time so that'll be interesting with the uh, south node right there yeah i was just looking at that it looks kind of like with we've the, got, um yeah neptune at the the bendings of the nodes <laughs> so yeah or saturn yeah real close mm -hmm. um yeah so we have on the 20 oh no you you're quite right it is that not uh neptune neptune is actually trying that uh the, that the nodes. That, that's i i prefer that actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's your mercury going <laughs> i'll just look at what i want to <laughs> Oh, if only that were available i don't think we were like yeah i'll i'll sit this 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 year without saturn <laughs> i don't think we can do that <laughs> I, we can't none of these none of these players on the screen are sitting out no unfortunately 
like kind of front and center. Yes. And then on the 23rd, we have um, Mercury and Neptune. Uh, let me, Mercury and Neptune. They're not um, exactly conjunct here at the time. They will be later because this is just after midnight here. But oh, yeah. I'm trying not to spin the wheel too much. But um, yeah, so that'll be interesting. We're talking about Mercury being communications and thinking. And then Neptune, which can be really idealistic and dreamy, can also be a little bit deceptive though. But with Neptune, it's kind of like, what am I not seeing? It's all kind of fog or smoke and mirrors. So this could be like a really great time to be creative or, uh, you know, very idealistic and that. But it's also, you know, Maybe if you hear something roundabout on the 23rd of March that you think, mm, that doesn't sound right, it possibly isn't. And not even that necessarily people are trying to deceive you, though some might be. Um, maybe it's just, it's, it's that crossed wires, you know, somebody didn't, you know, they used a word that they thought meant this, but it really means that. And yeah, just... If it seems too good to be true on that day, I would be very wary. Take it with a grain of salt. Mm, mm. It's, it's, it's confusing energy. It, in other words, yeah. whatever you hear, read, see, listen to, and possibly even feel might not be exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. But again, can be gorgeous for dreaming, creativity, um, oh, yeah. just chilling you know um but yeah just yeah with neptune it's like what am i not seeing well you have the jupiter with that that expansion the mercury mm -hmm. is the details and the and and it's the how to the process mm -hmm. you have the sun illuminating it and you've got neptune so if you're wanting to do an art project or a painting this is when you're going to be inspired this is that's I would think that's very inspirational energy to get anything done. Oh, really, really nice creative energy there. Yeah, yeah. Just not so good for rational thinking. <laughs> no, no. Because that, that Mercury's in detriment and fall. It's, it's kind of as far away as being analytical and nitpicky as you can kind of be. Right? So. Well, that Mercury's normal house is Virgo, and that is right directly across from where it mm -hmm. likes to be. It likes to be in Virgo, and it is yeah. it is so far away from home, it's at the opposite side of, of, of the wheel. So yeah. you can't be any further away from home than Mercury is, and that's how Mercury is not exactly has all the details, but has the communication. Mm -hmm. If you want to if you want to present a, you know, a, a new idea, I think this would be a great time to get people at least accepting of it. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm very big believer in uh, Mercury ruled by Jupiter. So in Pisces or Sag, uh, being kind of thinking outside the box sort of thing, it's kind of like, Jupiter is kind of uh, big picture, whereas Mercury is that detailed analytical look. So sometimes, you know, you need to have a, it can be helpful to see that big picture. So 
Mm -hmm. It can be. And with Jupiter in its own sign, it's going to have more say so on that. Yeah. Mercury, Neptune goings on than probably we think. Mm. And I mean, like just looking at this chart here, if you're a Scorpio, that's all happening in your fifth house, which is creativity in that great time, particularly for Scorpios. Be a fun time too for Taurus because it'll be in their uh, 11th house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then. the next aspect is um, mm -hmm. going to be on the 26th. Mm -hmm. Mercury, Mercury is going into Aries. Oh, 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 okay. The 26th, yeah. Mercury is sextiling oh. Pluto, right? Oh, yes. Mercury and Pluto. So it's going, yeah, it'll do that before it goes into Aries. So... And I know that you are very interested in this moon here. So let me get the exact. So we have Mercury. Yeah. And we have Pluto. And it's a sextile. So it's a helpful aspect. And uh, really good time for um, intense thinking, um, digging deep into different things. Um, as we said, that Mercury's not in a super strong position. I would think that it'd be a really good time for digging in deep. It's kind of like, which I always think of as very much a, a Scorpio thing, but, hmm. And we're going to have the moon come up and uh, conjoin Pluto at the same time. So that might trigger something. So it looks about 5.30 or something in the afternoon if you're in the eastern states of the u.s so yeah on the last saturday of the month <laughs> yeah with with the moon typically um being our closest planet uh mm -hmm. sidling up next to pluto and that sextiling it shouldn't be a it's not a hard aspect it's not something that's um that we have to work hard to 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 acquire it will, you do have to do a little bit of work with the sextile in order to get or manifest mm. uh, what you want, what, you, what you're wanting or what you're trying to say or convince people to change their minds with the Pluto and Mercury. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it could be probably, possibly rather good for self-reflection, you know, going within yourself perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. It's um I, I see Pluto and I always just think intense or honest and can be a little bit brutal. Um but you know it's a sextile, so it should be fine. Yeah. Yep. And then we ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, let me just okay, that'll be Mercury in Aries. And that is yes, going to be, be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a lot of people are going to want to be speaking. This is a, a good time to want to get your voice out there because that Aries is that, that starter cardinal energy. Yeah, initiating. So if yeah. you want to say yeah. something, now would be a good time to say it. It's going to be pretty much sextiling the moon. Yeah, yeah. It will be um, 
it will be kind of coming to the end of its um, synodic cycle because Mercury is going to eventually catch up to the sun and pass it and then start a whole new um, cycle, which will be in Aries, which will be interesting. Um, so that looks like maybe a week away from that. So it, being so close to the sun is going to weaken it a little bit. Um, and, and this is kind of quite interesting too because being so close to the sun, it can be hidden. So we might feel, some people might feel that their voice isn't being heard at this time. Um, and with Aries being ruled by Mars, which is that planet of aggression and that. So there might be some hurt feelings there, um, but um, it is kind of coming to the end of that cycle and it's going to start a new one. So it's kind of an old cranky kind of Mercury at this stage. <laughs> So, but but I mean, then again, it's just been through all that lovely Pisces stuff, and yeah, when it gets into Aries, it's like yeah, yeah, it 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 was having a relaxing time in in Pisces, <laughs> and that that cool energy, um, but in that heat dry Aries, there, um, it is more, it's gonna be more abrupt. I would, I would. Say oh that. yeah definitely yeah um mercury and aries people yeah <laughs> they, they, they say what they think and <laughs> if they say something nice to you you can take it to the bank you know um they, they're not gonna polish it up for you um not that they can't be polished and refined and all that it's just but they speak their mind well they're trying to get things done they're the cardinal mm. energy they're the do exactly. it do it do it so yeah, that's where that comes from, <laughs> which is good. I, I, you know, you need all of, you need, you need somebody to sit there and say, you know what, it's time to veg on the couch and you need somebody to say, yeah, we're not moving. And then you need somebody to say, let's get going. So it's, it's yeah. the whole, it's, it's that. At least you know where you stand with them. That cycle. Yeah. Yeah. At least you know yeah. where you stand with them. You do. Which and then nice. we're going to have Venus and Saturn, which will be the next day. Yeah, so, that will be nice. Um, not that Venus really appreciates sitting right on top of Saturn. Saturn, um, you know, is controlling. Saturn tells you no. Saturn tells you mm -hmm. not now. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are looking at Venus and Saturn to start a project in your house, like if you're like, if this is falling in your fourth house and you're going, hmm, let's do a, 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 you know, let's redo a part of the house. That would be the energy because that, that, that Saturn's going to give you that yeah. stable energy. And that Venus is going to give you that beauty and the, what's going to be comfortable and that type of thing yeah yeah i like that um, energy i really do it's it's not that hard now that venus is still well she will be she will not be in between venus or mars and saturn soon probably the following yes, day she she's getting ready to overtake she's saturn, free so. she is she is she's, she's getting her freedom <laughs> enough of you mars i'm not gonna speak with yeah. you anymore for a while and she's gonna be moving on when she passes that Saturn which is on the yeah 28, so and I'm just looking here too at the time which will be like five o'clock in the morning um the moon will have come between um 
Mars and uh, Venus, yeah. though the moon moves really quickly. It'll only be there for a couple of hours. But that does give it some sort of... Um, Breather. Yeah. And uh, whenever I see Venus and uh, Saturn, I always think about stability in relationships. It might be a little bit boring, might be a little bit routine, but it's, you know, it's not too erratic, which in that um, sign of Aquarius can sometimes be a little bit erratic. So it may, might actually kind of, you know, make her feel a little bit more centered perhaps and she's getting further away from uh, that mars venus and mars were together for about a month uh, chasing each other and uh, venus is pulling away from that so from the like 29th onwards venus will be moving past um saturn and uh heading towards getting into Pisces. Which uh, is where she's exalted, and that's going to be really nice. It's a shame that um, Mercury and the Sun will have already moved on to Aries by then. It would have been a great party in uh, Pisces. In Pisces, oh yeah, yeah, it would have been. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's all the major aspects um, up until the full moon. No, the new moon. Sorry, in Aries on uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> that should be um, not illuminating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll be a, a good be time to start something. Mm, mm. Yeah. That's yeah, just the jokes during me. I like to play jokes. I like April Fool's Day. Yeah. I do. As a kid, I always liked, you know, mm -hmm. the cardboard and the sandwiches and <laughs> Milk green was my mom's favorite. I think she did that on St. Patrick's Day. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, this should be the, you know, the forecast for the full moon in Virgo. So the next one we'll be doing will be for April Fool's, for April 1st, the new moon. Yes, yes. So, yeah, the new moon in Aries. Um yeah, and then it'll be, we'll do the uh, Aries ingress, which is when the sun enters Aries uh, prior to that. So, yeah, set the tone for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that should be for each individual country because it's by country and it's it's based on where their capital is and and what the outlook for the year or a few months after that will be. It, it's yeah. Very interesting. Anywhere which um, where the planets are and all that sort of stuff in which houses, um, which reminds me, if you don't know anything about the natal houses, do check out. I think it's, I think it's the third podcast, but it's about um, the astrological houses and the um, we look at Saturn through the Sibley chart, which is a really interesting podcast. So I'll put a link to that one in there as well. Yeah, it'll give people a refresher of which houses all this stuff mm -hmm. will show up in. Yeah, yeah. And where can people catch you, Donna? You can get a hold of me on my website at donnabastrology.com. And uh, my email is donnabarconsulting at gmail.com. So you can get a hold of me if you don't have your chart or don't know your rising sign. If you know your birth information, I'll be happy to send it off to you. 
it costs me nothing to do it. So yeah, don't mind doing it at all. Mm -hmm. And where can people reach you, Linda? Ah, I'm at uh, Scullywag Astrology. That's uh, astrology.scullywag.com. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, and if you want to catch me, I'm at Linda at scullywag.com. That's S-C-U-L-L-Y-W-A-G. Um, yeah. And I'm doing readings. I also have uh, something on the website. Um, there is, let me think, if you go to the part with horoscopes, you can actually do up your own little um, chart, which will tell you your ascendant if you feel up to doing that. Or if, if you're not comfortable doing that, drop me a line. I'll send you what your ascendant is, send you a copy of your chart. Like Donna says, we've got the software. It's no big deal. So, mm. yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it for until next time. I'll bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Thank you.